Um, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Music to My Ears podcast. I trust you're doing fine, you're doing okay. Today we're talking about tribes um, and kids who do not belong to one particular tribe. Kids who never got to know their mother tongue and how they get treated. We are talking about the forest road incident and I feel like there's a, a point where tempers are going to fly. So if you are not, if you're going to feel triggered by that, I think you should skip forward. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking music as usual. We're going to be talking uh, fun stuff, just fun stuff. Hey people, welcome to another episode of this. I hope you're doing okay, escaping mess as much as you can. This is coming late once again. I got caught up, or it's becoming a habit. One of those I can't decide and I do not have the strength to lie to you people. Before I dive into anything, I usually dive into my week. This one has been a bit rough. I don't think there's a day I've hit my bed without feeling really exhausted. I go to bed every every night wanting to do more, but I'm too tired to, you know, you get the drift. During the last weekend, I attended a funeral. I don't think you say I got to attend a funeral because you do not choose to attend those things. It was actually on Friday, but I remember this is someone I knew. You know how... Like death does not grief does not hit you when it's someone was far. Like if um if a friend of yours loses someone who was close to them or someone who was dear to them, it's usually like ah well I'll just support them during this trying time. But when it's someone who is closer home, death hits you differently. So I remember this person telling me about their aspirations, the time that we were close. Like we kind of drifted in their last days. We were not really talking. Like they were cousin. And we are not close. So I remember them telling me the things they wanted to do before a certain age. I remember my late cousin wanting to author a book, which he did not get right. In his last days, we had of we had kind of drifted, so I hadn't spoken to him in some time. The service got me thinking about how life isn't guaranteed, time isn't guaranteed. So do those things you've always wanted to do. Please do them. You do not have all the time in the world, as people famously say. Another thing is the narrative. You know, like, when you die, you do not get to write your own narrative. Like, when, you, when you're lying there, you're loving, lying in that casket. I'm sorry to say it's a bit, this sounds a bit morbid. But when you're in that casket, you do not get to tell your own narrative. Like, everyone else is telling your story. You do not get to tell your own story. Everyone else has an opinion of what should have done. Because everyone was talking about how my cousin should have gotten a wife before he passed on. He should have done certain things before his demise. And then I was like... Why are there so many expectations? Why why should there be, be marriage before you get like... There was just too much pressure. And then it also had me thinking, do people say these things behind my back too? About how much I am late in doing certain things and all that. It's just, it's a lot. So yeah, I got to connect to other cousins. Yeah, relatives, family members are not seen in a while. Some aspects of grief, grief you cannot put into words. So let's just close right over it. On to the highs. My brother who is in high school, my brother who is sitting for his Form 4 certificate this year, called me last night. It was through a teacher's phone, but I love how sometimes he's considerate. He did not call me to ask for money. I do not think he called me to ask for money. But he is considerate and like he wants to... Does it, do I say check on me? Because like me, I haven't called him in a while. Like... I do it once in a while when, or like I, I called him this year, I do not feel, I do not think I'm the worst big brother, no, no, no. I have talked to him like so many times, but like him calling me to check on me was, you know, a much needed relief and everything. So yeah, and it also hit me that I'm a big brother, so the responsibility I have over them, you know, like to them, like the things I owe them, 
it it hits me but sometimes i'm just i'm just like geez i'm too young to be picking up responsibility but yeah it it, it tells me tell myself that i have a responsibility to these people um on to the new music um this song is old but jesse reyes and black made magic with this song that song is imported i rediscovered fifth harmony's boss someone should get this girls back into a studio and they really need a new song from fifth harmony there's this chick called now nao i hope i did not butcher that name but she has a song titled drive and disconnect i really really enjoyed that song the what now cover by loiso loiso is some south african vocalist the guy is good like he has a cover for this new song by adele yeah everyone knows that song you're sh probably shouting the name while i didn't remember it but he has the, a cover for that song but the one that gets me the most is the cover for what now by rihanna loiso is so talented this man can sing top winners by tini temper now the reason why i love top te top winners top winner by tini temper is because of the british accent the british you know okay in it you understand yeah, please i'm sorry about this but yeah you guys get the drift the reason why i love that song is because of the accent on to the main topic that should have nothing to do with me but i usually find a way to drag myself into it now my grandmother called i think last week and my grand you know my grandmother you people do not know her but my grandmother calls she serves tea yeah my grandmother is just tea so that old lady can really really spill and there's no better tea than family tea if you you if you usually think at tea, the university tea or the friends tea is tea you look for family tea the kind that my mama won't spill but my grandmother will spill generously this though isn't about my grandmother it's about a language and belonging my grandmother is luo though she speaks both swahili and english fluently there are things that come out better when they're said in my mother tongue my mother tongue is dholuo and it has enabled me to connect with my grandmother in certain aspects that certain kids certain people do not get to like this particular group of kids we're going to speak about they're not they're, they're young adults but still aren't to use the word kids because it has happened since they were young so these are kids born to parents from different tribes this leads to a disconnect in terms of whose language to pick and sometimes they do not get to pick any so that they do not get to learn one particular language because they cannot choose between the two because and then plus like when they grow up nobody's speaking to them in their mother tongue either parents mother tongue there's it's either in english or in swahili so you never get to grasp one particular language but the world will still shame you for not learning one language you know how people are usually very how do i bring this out people are usually very hostile to people that they find different or people they do not understand so if this particular group of people come in and they do not understand any language like they do not identify with any tribe it means it makes them like it makes easier like they are more recipients of bullying i think it's bullying of sorts because why would you you know, call someone names because they do not know a language while you do not know their background with that language, you know. Like if you both, none of your parents spoke Luo or none of your parents spoke Kamba, none of your parents spoke Kikuyu language, you're not going to know something that your parents do not speak. You only learn the language that your parents speak to you in. So in blaming them for not learning their mother tongue, if I, or shaming them for not learning it, it's um unfair. Yeah, it's, I think it's unfair of sorts and things of that nature but we're going to have to hear from them yeah i do not have an experience of having 
parents from different tribes but i think like I, I think i can relate to a certain extent when i went to I, uh, high school my high school has been called ghetto by the way so when i went to high school <laughs> I, I i had this experience of nobody would believe i'm luo so that means i i don't know if i got privileged treatment gossiping behind your back is not privileged treatment so i did not get privileged treatment and i still had understood whatever they were saying so it's not like I didn't understand. But yeah, there's a certain way people treat you differently when they think you're not from the same tribe. So I can only imagine how it affects kids who both the, the, their parents are from the same tribe. Let's get into the questions. The first one is, your parents are not from the same ethnicity. Has that affected how you relate to other people and how they relate to you? It has not affected how I relate to other people, but how other people relate to me. Because they feel like I do not belong, like I'm not part of them, so they might tend to to cut me off sometimes. Yeah, because when, when they are gossiping, <laughs> don't wait. Actually, I haven't experienced that because I think uh, most of my friends actually we are not from the same tribe. Uh, most of the people I meet with, it's hard. I meet people from the same tribe as me. Uh, so we usually communicate in other languages and we never find time to discover that we don't know our own, <laughs> our own languages. I love the point Divina, if I do remember your name right, Divina has brought out. <laughs> you know how sometimes like from from the surface from the surface you do not tell like someone is a different tribe like I cannot tell what tribe, tribe you, you are from by looking at you. So I don't think it's really an issue with certain friend groups. If you have the right friends, if you have the wrong friends, maybe it's an issue. Mm. Um, I feel like for my close friends, it's not affected how we relate to each other, but for the acquaintances, maybe. I'd give an example, like in high school, when you're having cultural day, we'd choose like specific tribes for the house. My house used to love the Kalenjin tribe. And then when we're singing, we'd cheer for that tribe that you're from. And I was always torn between cheering for my mom's side, who's Luya, and my dad's side, who's Kisi. And then coming to university, where I really didn't expect anyone to be bothered with my tribe, I unfortunately got into a group that was full of Kisis, and they felt like I was alienating from them. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not Kisi enough or Luya enough for them. Yeah, so it has affected in some way. The second question is, do you speak your mother tongue? And if not, why? I don't speak my mother tongue, both Kisi and Maasai, because my parents don't don't talk to me in, in mother tongue. They don't talk with each other in mother tongue. So we only get to hear mother tongue in Ushago. Yeah, so we don't have time to learn. Plus boarding, I've been in boarding all my life, so I haven't been home. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't speak uh, my mother tongue because uh, for the same reason that Atieno Mari has brought up. <laughs> uh, my parents never speak to us in mother tongue. My mother, uh, English. My father, Swahili. Never in mother tongue. I guess that's how we have never come to learn. And uh, we shall go. We only go for like maybe a weekend and come back. So uh, it hasn't been easy to learn. Um, I don't feel I, I don't sorry, I don't speak mother tongue. I feel like it's mostly because of the environment I grew up in. I've been I've lived in many places, like my childhood was in Nairobi. Then 
Kisumu, then Kakamega. But I'd expect that I should have known Luya because Kakamega is mostly with lawyers. But then I don't know because my dad won't allow us to learn anything. And then we live in town. We've gone to really modernized schools where everyone just speaks English or Kiswahili. So mother tongue has been kind of a tricky side for me. Uh, third question is, do you feel misunderstood by people who claim you, you are a pretender for not knowing your mother tongue? Yeah, sometimes I, I do feel misunderstood. I hate when people think I have maringo or oh, watoto wa town squeeze hata mjui nyumbani oh, watoto wa sijui nani hata mjui nyumbani Yeah, I, I wish they could just understand that I don't have the time plus my parents are from different tribes so they don't talk to us Hey, yeah, who should be more understanding? Hey, hey. Let me weigh in on this because, hey, my parents are from the same tribe, so still, this is me being selfish. But I feel like it's a matter, it's more of control rather than heritage. I feel like people usually frown upon people that are like, oh, you unaringa because you do not know your language. And at the end of the day, it's not a choice. You get, like, you only know your language because your parents spoke it to you. Because of where you grew up, Sindio. You grew up in a village. Some of us just get to grow up in a village, Sindio. Like, these are different. We grew up under different circumstances. So blanketing people by saying at you, you are sure for not knowing your language or anything without knowing the backstory behind, you know, the places they come from is a bit narrow-minded. Yes, that is the word I said, narrow-minded. If you do that, I'm sorry for you. Maybe you should not be listening to this podcast, but that is my narrow-minded. Turn <laughs> to the next person. No, I don't think I feel misunderstood because uh, my grandmother from my mother's side, uh, she's very understanding. She actually knows that we can't understand the language and she tries as much as she can to speak in Swahili, even though she's not really fluent. Uh, she doesn't... Um, frown upon us for not knowing the language uh, so i guess uh, getting that kind of uh, getting that kind of support from her uh, has really helped us not to be able to let whatever others are saying get to us so i think uh, no i don't feel misunderstood i feel like um the issue of acceptance is key i feel like everyone else wants to belong so if you're not going to get it from somewhere like outside validation i think family should be understanding because if um the extended family was also frowning upon you for not knowing the language then it's a bit tougher yeah when you find the extended family being like oh you know kids from of nowadays what you need you not want to speak to us in, in this language without understanding that we were not brought up in with that language so i feel like acceptance from the extended family members also goes a long way in feeling like in having a sense of belonging even though you don't understand the language yeah on to the next person i feel like i'd say up until university i never felt judged or i didn't belong because i grew around people who didn't also know their mother tongue yeah but then coming to university people started identifying as let's say kisi or what and you had to fit like a certain group in a way uh, but then, now coming to learn about it, it's actually about the person. How you get treated is a, like that person's conditioning. So it may be them, they want to be like you who doesn't know and they're trying to project that on you. So I'd say that helps me understand that it's not really about me. And languages are difficult, come on. 
not everyone of us will know a given language. Yeah. I, like my friend has said, so yeah, like Thina, Thina has said, we've just heard from Thina. So Thina has been talking about people who have insecurities. Like I feel like some people accept, like project their own insecurities onto other people. Like people who do not understand the languages are seen as superior in a way. So people normally try to find ways to bring them down. Yeah, I think that is what happens. Growing up, I thought not knowing your mother tongue was was wrong until I met my friends. That's when they were like, it's okay, you don't know, it's okay, we also don't know. I find more acceptance from my friends compared to the kind of acceptance I get from my relatives. They frown upon the fact that we don't understand mother tongue, especially from my dad's side. I think they have, they have beef with us because we don't know. Yeah, mm. and they sort of... They, they, some, or they somehow sideline us because we don't know the mother tongue and I find it very wrong and unfair and, and very primitive, a very primitive way of Never thinking. Minded. Yeah. I feel like with every form of hate, this usually comes up. Like, I feel like when you hate on someone for not knowing the mother tongue, it does not make them learn it at the end of the day. So you, it's just a circle of hate, like you're going to hate them for not knowing it, but they're not learning anything from you. So if you're going to learn anything from this podcast, um, I don't know. The next question is, do you wish you knew your mother tongue? I, I'd wish to know my mom's mother tongue because they have very good tea. Aki, they serve tea. They serve tea for Africa. But my dad's mother tongue, uh, well, uh-uh. no, I, I don't think I'd, I'd like to know. No. Mm, I think I'd want to learn my mother tongue from both the paternal and maternal sides. Uh, the languages are so, I don't know how to explain it. If only you'd hear them speak, you'd understand what I'm getting at. Mm. Um, I feel like, okay, the me right now would want to learn uh, my parents' mother tongue, both. But the me back then, let's say in high school, I feel like I had a colonial mindset. I was like, ah, I'm more woke because I don't know either. But right now, I'd, really, I'd want to belong. I'd want to embody my African side. I have a friend whose first language was Kalenjin. And the English and Kiswahili right now is so fluent. I'm even jealous. She's fluent in three languages. And one that is completely our own. No outside interference. And I feel like that's really nice. Do you feel cheated out of your heritage for not learning your mother tongue? I don't think I have been cheated out of my heritage. Of course, there are some things I'd like to to be part of. But generally speaking, I don't think I, f- I feel like I have missed out on anything major. Mm. I have this Luo friend uh, who obviously she knows her mother tongue. I find that Luo's, most Luo's know their mother tongue. Uh, okay. Anyway, this friend of mine, she likes listening to Luo songs and I like the way she understands uh, whatever is being sung. She's able to relate to it. Even when she's dancing to it, she knows what she's dancing to. And I think I really need that. I really want to take part in that. Yes. I don't know if I want to say I have been cheated because I feel like there's some sides of a culture like the culture, let's say I'm Lui, I'm partly Luya and partly Kisi that I missed out on that are very good. I wouldn't support FGM that's very much part of the Kisi culture. 
but other things like let's say the lawyer dancing the songs the food i feel like i've been cheated but i'm not blaming my parents because they're they're only human but if i'd go back i'd want to be part of that i think thing has brought out a very big point in the the whole thing of you know coming from this generation not even not even with knowing your language coming from this generation means you pick the certain aspects of culture you want to identify with and the things you can do away with which has been very beneficial like for the low culture imagine wife inheritance <laughs> there are things that just do not make sense you know no matter what point you look at them from so yeah i think like partly i'm glad some things we are doing away with i'm glad that things we do not identify with as this generation some things they can keep some things they can cheat us out of the way they want i do not give a damn um next question is do you feel like you don't identify with one tribe has that brought out a sense of not belonging i don't think it has because i belong i belong to my parents and they don't judge me till you don't know mother tongue yeah so i belong i don't belong there but i belong somewhere no i don't find that uh that i that i lack a sense of belonging because the people that i stay with they don't uh, frown upon the fact that i don't know the mother tongue because uh, also them they don't know the mother tongue so we've accepted each other so yeah i don't lack the sense of belonging um i think i'm partly lawyer and partly kisi but i mostly identify as a kisi which i feel is patriarchy but that's a conversation of another day um so I, i i identify with one tribe and i don't think it has made me feel like i don't belong because like i said my friends are i don't feel like nowadays when you meet the most the major topic is your tribe it's other contemporary issues so i feel like in my cycle in my circle of friends or my family i belong yeah back to the issue of your circle i think your circle really really matters get the right friends if you have friends that frown upon you for not knowing your language you're in the wrong crowd get yourself better friends if someone is going to look down upon you for no, for a tribe for a language you do not have control over get better friends do you feel like um you not knowing your mother tongue and you not being in contact with certain parts of your tribe is going to affect the way you choose your your future spouse or how you raise your kids I think it's going to affect my my choice in spouse. I don't want a spouse who believes that it is a must for the kids to speak the mother tongue. If they want to okay, if they don't want to it's also okay. But how I raise my kids I don't I don't, I don't think it's going to affect how I raise my kids. I think I'm going to give them freedom of choice. Yeah, if they want to it's okay, if they don't want to it's okay. So I think I think it will not for my kids. For my spouse, yes. Ogopa. Uh I don't think uh it's not a deal breaker for a spouse who knows their language. Uh but I wouldn't want them to force the language onto my kids or force it on me until asima to iju or something. Yeah, that's a total deal breaker and raising my children uh personally I don't feel like I've missed out on a lot and uh, I don't see the need for them learning the language yeah i don't feel like i'd really consider mother tongue as an option when or okay if i want to get married i feel like okay for me if you know a certain la- okay any language is just a plus sign 
as in just talk to me masai atakamasielewi it's okay that's an advantage for me and in raising my kids i think i'd expose them to many cultures because now i'm luya and kisi i'd expose them to that and if i get a spouse who's a mixture of two so that when they choose to belong to this one it's because they have options and they have gone through all of them and they feel like whatever personality they have will be favored by this specific culture and not this other one yes yeah, some, just something out of topic i find it amazing that baby boomers generation yeah. <laughs> are able to marry out of their tribe considering the history kenya has with tribal conflicts and all i just find that amazing yeah. um although i feel like our parents really made a great step on marrying out of their culture experienced one not okay quite some time ago like two years uh we we are we were a group of friends and we had this guy who turns out is kikuyu and i was complaining how he didn't send me my money and my other friend casually said yani mkikuyu mwelewe and for a minute that room almost burst in tension it was really intensive i'd say to say that yeah, yeah and just generalize people's character according to that tribe. that tribe yeah this is a read this is a read to a particular group of people they're called men men should stop pretending that they need to give women safety i think women should feel safe in every room they walk into that is not something they should have to negotiate for it's an inherent right do you ask for permission to whistle for staring no for pulling out your sexual organs in public and uh, all that no you do not so i feel like women should have a right to safety that is not something you're supposed to provide you're supposed to, you might provide protection like protecting a woman is okay but safety is another thing that you'll feel safe whatever room they walk into this is all bringing me to the topic of whatever happened this week if you're um if you're a kenyan and you're on twitter you know the forest road incident incident or you've heard about it whereby I do not want to say this lady was groped because that would be a, a gross understatement. Like there's nothing those Buddha Buddha guys did not do. It was disgusting. I found myself to, so disturbed I could not finish watching that particular video. And uh, there have been various comments like usually the first impulse for men is oh not all men are trash, not not all men are like that, you know. The first impulse is usually to be defensive. which i understand because i mean like that is your first language i'm a man too that anyway that is your first language but still at the end of the day i feel like you saying you are not you're not like the problem does not take away from a woman's experience a woman is not going to know if she sits next to you on a train or she sits next to you on a matatu that you are a nice guy just by looking at you because she has also been groped by people who are dressed as you are they like every man seems decent enough until they extend and group you and you're not supposed to talk about it because um that will make you look weak or something that's what you get everyone looks decent it's like the same way we are discussing tribe you're not going to know someone is a certain tribe just by looking at them you're not going to know someone is a predator just by looking at them so the narrative of not all men are trash needs to stop i feel like every man i should be held accountable for the stupid things some of you are going to do outside here i feel like i should be held accountable because you people have decided to be stupid on making excuses for men i feel like we are past that time whereby we start we, we we stopped it's time we stopped saying maybe they were not brought up well you know maybe they were you know their childhood had problems we do not give a fuck about your childhood just do better 
you get like a lot of people outside here were assaulted the people have gone through the most and they do not go around raping people because they are brought up wrongly you are just a terrible person and that is that's just that and i'm not casting you out in particular as a listener i'm casting out the predator if you are one i think you should not be listening to this podcast because anyway i'm going to <laughs> I'm going to get angrier. I think let me pass this on to someone next. One thing that saddens me is that we're still having such conversations. Uh, there's a friend of mine who told me that uh, with this petition that has been going around about uh, border border regulations so on the border border people, I have a friend of mine, Alini Inbox, I will not sign this. <laughs> I asked why not. Uh, he said until we stop making it a gender one. So my biggest question was when did it, uh, uh, when did it move from uh, the woman's story to a gender war? I feel like uh, doing such, it's not really fighting the men. It's fighting whatever is happening to the ladies, any the action, the vice. That's what it's being fought. And for someone not to yani akona mauchungu ya kutoside. I felt like alikuwa nangoje to opportunity ya ku lash out on someone. Na compare that chance. Just feel it's so sad. I also on Divina's whatever comments, I feel like if you do not feel like signing something, you don't have to slide into my inbox. You get. You also have the option of just keeping it kindly and not telling me why you do not want to sign it. I've been part of this conversation time and time again. I've been in conversations where I, I, I also tell feminists, like, this is not okay because this, this time we had this, oh, men are trash narrative. And then I was like, that is blanketing too much. Let us go into it. You get. But in this particular case, I don't think, like, me as a man, I have, you get, like, I have a right to speak on these issues when this is a woman's experience like this is someone this woman this is something a woman has gone to like they were saying an average of the women around you have experienced sexual assault Cindy, in a way like you've been groped you've been cut called you get you have experienced sexual assault in a way that is something i do not identify with for me to bring down the experiences or put them down for experiences for things i've not experienced would be really really unfair I'm not siding with any tribe, uh, um, with any side. I am siding with the distancing. I feel like you fighting for fighting these people for wanting their rights to be acknowledged is distasteful. I don't know how to bring it out. The reason that we have to be reminded time and time again that this is not a gender war, it's like tells us that there's a problem because at the end of the day, people are, this is, this was a, peti a petition for border border. It did not like like specifically say this is a petition for men. The main reason that men usually find their first impulse is to jump on that and be like, this is a gender war, instead of saying, maybe there's something we should fix about this, Cindyo. Maybe there's something we should fix about us. Like, why is the first, your first whatever impulse is usually jumping to, oh, they're fighting us, Cindyo. Why don't you say, no, this was an indecent act? Or even the men, the men were like, oh, this is not okay. They will start saying, but, oh, whatever happened to that woman is bad, but... Let me just stop there before. No, let me give this to Tina. <laughs> okay, this issue is, is like a really s sensitive one because if you watch that video, you could, as in, till now, anytime I'm going to bed or I'm walking alone at night, I get her screams in my head. As in that shot, he was screaming in some really... Me, if I were in that position, I'd rather die because that is lifelong trauma. 
imagine if she's walking and there's just like a stampede she'd probably get like a panic attack or just something that reminds her of that and she won't ever get over that and i don't want to make this about men but when we're protecting women who are we protecting them from it it's a man and the fact that we're saying anti not all men because the two responses we've been getting from men are or the non supportive ones is this is not a gender war and it's not all men i've never met a man who's told me avoid this guy he's a rapist or avoid this guy he's he's abusive because now you guys you yourselves don't know the abusers and the rapists how will we know them if you can't tell us yeah we need to reach a point where we're not talking about women rights we're talking about human rights because we are as human as men are we deserve the same opportunities and the same safety and the same confidence in our femininity as you guys are confident in your masculinity because now at a mimi as like a 20 year old the next time i hit a boda boda some sa, like a boda boda driver i won't i won't stay there definitely nitakuwa a hit and run driver because what if i stay there and this happened to me and even us as women are talking from just a point of compassion can you guys imagine what that shot is going through because rape is bad being groped is so bad and women go through this every single time and i was talking to a friend of mine and the funny part is guys will try to invalidate this so much and you're telling me at i experienced the same thing i went to an airbnb and this shorty was just trying to rombosa for me and i didn't want i felt so violated okay i don't want to undermine your experiences but that's just a glimpse of what us go through every time you have to talk to your uber driver because you might be raped you have to give this guy your number so that you're not cut cold or slut shamed like we have to do so much to just be what you guys are in your own skin i feel like kwanza all of us we deserve to be feminists because we need we need the same rights as in okay on a lighter note like this is now me coming back to sense i feel like at the end of the day like usually when rape or assault takes place the first impulse is usually tell women what were you wearing they were wearing something short exactly but you people appreciate those short things exactly the reason why she's a woman is because of her femininity she's a woman because of those calves those are things that make a woman sendio you cannot celebrate the mere things that you're going to frown upon when she complains about being assaulted so yeah at the end of the day you're not going to be like um this girl looks good because she's in a short dress or in a short in a short skirt but when she's violated for it it's usually like oh why were you wearing that you get you've told women like they look good in these things and then you turn around and be like wait you cannot dress that when you're raped it's not okay for you to dress like that you are calling the man but you keep you know you keep you keep um, how do I bring them this out you keep appreciating women or or you keep celebrating women who are dressed a certain way and then you keep you get turn around and front upon them when they get violated because now it's like oh oh why did you dress like that well you enjoy it I feel like how we dress should never be Okay, we dress to express ourselves, yeah. It should never be an invitation for you to do something, but because men men walk around in 
shirtless they walk around shirtless they walk around with yes, with shorts even biker shorts no one gropes you or tries to rape you because you're walking around shirtless how you dress is not consent consent is affirmative and when you yeah and a sober yes not even a maybe so if you get yourself asking how is she dressed yeah you're a growing rapist or you're already one <laughs> um so yeah that was all the time we had for today you're going to get more of this i think in the third segment or in the next episode i think yeah so hello guys welcome to another segment of the gossip hour with me your host shrigan straight into the details kenyan star seroni signs new exclusive deal with the universal music group the sugar hit maker who has been in the music industry for over a decade has now become the latest addition to universal music group here in kenya according to universal they reached on the decision to sign Seroni due to his professionalism, love for music, and versatile delivery as far as his music career is concerned. Following the new deal, Universal Music will embark on a series of projects with Seroni, and the two parties have confirmed that something is already cooking on the stove. Congratulations to Seroni. Well, Salty Soul star Ben and his wife Chiki share sweet messages as they mark their second year wedding anniversary. Pouring their heart out, Chiki called Ben her her personal Ben declared he considers himself lucky for having her in his life. They both took to their Instagram pages to wish each other a happy anniversary as their fans showered them with adorable comments. I know we are here for celebrity content, but I do believe it's justice for me to mention Eliud Kipchoge. As far as I'm concerned about breaking records, it seems this guy is the right guy for that. The two-time Olympic champion and world record holder Eliud Kipchoge on Sunday crossed the finish line in the Tokyo Marathon after setting a new course time for the race at 2, 2 hours 42 minutes and 40 seconds. Kipchoge recorded the fourth fastest marathon time in history with all other three still being his. From a global marathon outlook series, Kipchoge has conquered Tokyo, London, Berlin and Chicago. I view, him, uh, I view him as the epitome and clear definition that each one of us is able to attain what we seek, and congratulations are in order to Mr. Elliot. I do believe at one point in time we were all one-time fans of the hit song Kamatiachini by Nevikenzo and Nahre. After online rumors that he was cheating on his wife emerged on social media, the Tanzanian star took to his social media to address the issue claiming that he has, he has no child out of wedlock. He took to his Instagram page and issued a statement where he sought to clarify that the allegations and claims are unfounded and it's high time that netizens respected his marriage. Well, on to Nigerian star Timaya. Timaya breaks silence after arrest of a hit and run incident saying he was running away from four men. He claimed that he is not the kind of guy who would willingly cause harm to anyone. On an Instagram live post, Timaya explained what happened between him and the alleged lady whose car he had rammed into. He said as they were negotiating with the woman, he suddenly saw four men coming towards him. Not sure who they were, he got into his car and tried to flee the scene. In the process, he saw the woman lying on the floor. Claiming his innocence and wish to help the victim, the victim still blames him and accused him of blocking her on Instagram when she tried to reach out to him. Now, onto the international segment. Well, I guess it's not over for Kanye. It's Kanye again. After receiving criticism for his latest music video that depicts violence against Pete, Kanye West had, had to issue a statement about his art. Following widespread criticism over his new music video for his track that depicts violence against Pete and Kim, Kanye took to Instagram to explain how art is a modicum of therapy. The video shows footage of a clear matron figure of Pete being kidnapped, tied up, and being buried alive. 
at the end of the video, the words everyone lived happily ever after except skits appears referring to the rapper's degradatory name for the 28-year-old star. If there is a man known for his for holding grudges and being petty, it's definitely Kanye. Well, if you're a fan of Groundish, then I got great news for you. On March 7th, Freeform announced that the hit show Groundish has been renewed for a fifth season. I'm not going to spot any spoilers for you in this season, but just to let you know, keep an eye out for the new upcoming season. We could never get enough of your Rashaidi anyway. That's all we had for you on, on the Gossip Hub this, this day. Feel free to give your likes, comments and descriptions in the description link below. Um, onto the music. If you listen to the first segment, I felt like I came off a bit strongly on the issues of men and everything, but I feel like it's not from a place of hate. It's like I have to correct men because I spend so much time around them. Do you understand? Like they are my friends there, everything. So if I took the side of saying, you know, but not all men and everything, it diminishes the woman's experience because She's talking from a place of experience, you get. So it's not a place, it's not from a harsh place and I'm not doing apologizing or anything. I'm just saying it's a conversation that needs to be had. Maybe not in the same terms I do have it, you get. Maybe sometimes I get a little bit erratic, but it's a conversation we need to have constantly with your friend group, your male friend group. I think it's a conversation about everyone, every man is claiming not me, then which man. So yeah, but let's dive into the music. That is not what we are here for. Um, a few weeks back, maybe last year, I put out into the universe that I need a new song from Mayonde. And what do you know? Mayonde is featured on Riga's new track, Prosper. It's a collab, I know, but hey, we're halfway there. Rihanna is not giving us anything at the moment, so we'll do with whatever we get. Whenever you get, your, wherever you get your music from, check out Prosper by Riga featuring Mayonde. Calligraph Jones is about to drop the greatest rap album. The track listing is out and you heard it here first. Some of the collaborations include Dax, I think that is DAX, Alikiba, Prince Inda, Adasa, Zinia Manasse, Scam Cardinal. I don't know if this is Scam Cardinal or there's another Scam. Major, Rude Boy, Blackway, Kev the Topic. Now, I was left out of the project, but hey, it's something to look forward to. The project is titled Invisible Currency. First single titled Hiroshima featuring Dax is out, so check that out. Supersonic by Afro Afronautic, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Supersonic by Afronautic, Ben Sol and Zinia Manasse should find a place in your playlist. I guarantee you're going to love this particular one. Caleb, Caleb Awiti is a Kenyan vocalist I've recommended on the pod before. His latest body of work is Love Letters True. The song I'm recommending from it is Make Up For from this project. Also check out his songs Girls Wanna Be You. Kaskazini the band wowed us with If I Had Your Number. I don't know if you guys remember If I Had Your Number. If I Had Your Number. I hope I'm singing that right. So yeah, I don't know. Kaskazini was a bit controversial because I think they broke out from Soul Generation or something. Because the, I don't think they've been releasing new music from Soul Generation of late. I don't know, but I've not heard the latest songs from Soul Generation. I just, and Viri does, still does music, Ben Sol still does music with the Soul logo and everything, but I don't think Kaskazini is still in the band. But yeah, give, um, give, oh, yeah, the, I don't, I didn't know other projects by Kaskazini before. Like the first one was If I Had a, if I had a Number, but now I have another one for you. Catching Feelings is just that, a song about catching feelings. Head out to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your music from and give Catching Feelings by Kaskazini a listen. Alice Kimanzi has a voice that just blesses you. 
I think that is how I can describe it. She's um, a gospel musician, but she really does good music. I first heard her on Waambie, which I absolutely love. And I think I, I there's another song of hers I loved, which she was featured on by Paul Clement or something of that sort. Yeah, I really love that song. Her latest single is titled Yesu Wangu, and I hope it blesses you. I recommended Misimu and Ip by Sero a while back, but gave the disclaimer that I hadn't listened to it. So yeah, she dropped it on YouTube. Just the visuals. I think the lyrics the lyric the lyric videos dropped on YouTube and I got to listen to it. I don't I do not have Spotify money, please. I had a Spotify account but uh, I don't know how to explain it, yes. But yeah, I I do have a Spotify account. Hmm? Yes, I know what I'm talking about. Like my music I know what I, anyway. So yeah. I gave disclaimer that I hadn't listened to it, but I now have. Best songs for me uh, were Abiro Loyo. Abiro Loyo is Louis, translates to I Will Conquer. Yeah, I Will Conquer. Something about this song, there's a part whereby she says, she talks about everyone not understanding why she's into music and people being like, why did you just get married? Like a woman your age is supposed to be married, but she's fighting for her music. Uh, Misimu and Hold On To The Faith. The EP is out on YouTube, so you can get your MP3s anyway. If you are like me who does the illegal streaming, a few years from now, I'm going to be doing better, please. If I have the money, there's no way I'm going to be getting songs like this. But yeah, head out to YouTube and get your music. The last person I'm recommending is Janice Iche. Janice Iche had a small ish-ish back then. I don't think, I don't want to define her because of assault or whatever she went through but she she was i think violated by a kenyan producer at a point what was his name i think is yeah it's called jazz I, am i supposed to sing upon this anyway yeah she was assaulted by um this kenya this kenyan producer called jazz and she she took a, a hiatus for some time like she took a break from music for some time to find herself and things like that and She's back, like, and she's back, and she's doing big, big things. She's queer, she's Kenyan Tanzanian, she's an artist, she's a DJ, producer, vocalist, songwriter. Like, this rhythm is from, like, here to the moon. She's from Mombasa, Kenya. The song of hers I'm recommending today is How You Flow. There is other music by her that is new, but you're going to have to wait for it in the next podcast. Not only Janice Ichi, there's... I've found um, a wide range of new Kenyan musicians, but I have to listen to them first. I'm not going to recommend things I've not listened to. So yeah, I'm going to listen to them first and then I tell you what I think about them or the ones I'm recommending. But just know I have at least a wide variety. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the third segment. Today I was watching Jay Shetty interviewing David Goggins. David Goggins is this athlete who I think who is the strongest man on earth at the moment. Yeah. So one of the things David said that stuck with me was how quick we are to choose people that validate our viewpoints. We are so pressed, me included, to be politically correct that we dance around certain issues, don't give people other chances to express themselves. We have created toxic microenvironments where those who do not agree with us just have to go and we need correction to thrive we don't get to know we are wrong until someone points it out so yeah all in all i feel like we need to do better even though you're going to be like you need a, a space whereby you feel comfortable but you're also going to need need other people's opinion in a sense like you need to listen to others so that you know where you go wrong you're not always going to be right let others correct you still on the topic of others Still on that topic, now David Goggins talks about how 
once we point we paint people in a certain light we don't give them the space to change people are going to mess up say certain things but we don't give people a second chance you're not the same person you were two years ago why then do you think the other person stayed the same if you give yourself a chance to fuck things up and start over again then i think it's only fair to you for you to extend the same grace towards others you're only as human as you can be and that does not mean you don't draw boundaries or tell people off it's okay draw boundaries they're essential for our lives but deal with people with compassion people mess up some people change and for the better Never tire of giving people chances, countless number of chances. Like half of the times we are too preoccupied with who didn't do what, we leave very little time for ourselves. So point out evils, things you do not agree with, but do not spend too much time on others, other people's faults that you forget to work on your own stuff. You Have you ever seen this people usually have tea for everyone? Or not tea? There are these people usually no oh this person fucked up at this particular point you know they shouldn't have done this wow how could they do you know you always have opinions about other people's lives while you're taking very little care of yourself yeah so it's all it's all energy if you put out bad energy you get back bad energy a person is not defined by their past especially if they're trying to change let people harness their mistakes and make them the, the, the most out of it I feel like in life we are going to stumble and we're going to fall. That is, I think, the human journey. You're going to make mistakes. But if I am not allowed to make the most out of my own mistakes, then how am I going to change? You need to give people that chance. Like, if someone fucked up, said something that was not politically correct like two years ago or 20 years ago, and right now they've shown you, um, they've shown that they're changing. I feel like they should be given a chance to change. Stop being stuck on oh, but they said this, oh, they should never have said it. Yeah, I think they also regret what they said. If they behaved a certain way that did not sit well with you, that was back then, now is right now. I feel like people should always be given chances to stay, uh, to change, I mean. That is all I had for today. Have a good time. If you notice the flu in my voice, well, that's just that. Have a nice week. Mm-hmm.